It's time for the Crunch Time Plays Podcast, where we talk all things sports from the collegiate level all the way up to the pros. And now, here's your host, Bennett Ganey. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Crunch Time Plays. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thanks so much for joining us today. And so much going on in the sports world. Major League Baseball starting up and, and the Final Fours are this weekend and just Looking forward to a great weekend of sports, and we're going to get into a most get into most of it, if not all of it, with the the TikTok queen of FanDuel, and that's Gab Gaddy. How are you, Gab? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, and I'm just I'm just trying to figure out a way um, that I could <laughs> that I could go back to like maybe seventh grade where my baseball career ended, and like pick it up there. That way, I can end up. <laughs> That way I could try to be like Fernando Tatis or Francisco. Oh, yeah, getting those checks. Or Francisco Lindor and try to make me a nice, you know, $341 million. That would be nice. <laughs> Maybe like one even would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even I take a mi- I mean, I take one million at this point. Or, you know. Yeah, that'd be really nice. You know, there's a little nice little <laughs> million on the side. <laughs> I want to start with you. I mean, I know you're. You're in Cleveland, huge into Cleveland sports. I want to talk about the NFL draft with you to start off with. Mm -hmm. Just how excited are you that the NFL has announced that Cleveland will be the site for the NFL draft? Uh, I'm really excited. I was nervous because, like, I knew it was supposed to be here this year. And, like, everybody's been so hyped. We're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. But then, you know, everything under the last year, we're like, I don't know if we're still going to have it. I don't know if we're still going to do it. And now they just said we're still going through with it. I am so excited because like, it's just something to look forward to, you know, because there's not many things that we have to look forward to right now. And that's a really big event. I think it's really cool that they're still letting us have the opportunity. I mean, it's going to be safe. It's going to be very safe, but still it's going to be a really great time for everybody there and everybody involved. Yeah, I think so too. And and when I think about the Cleveland Browns and the NFL draft, I always go back to draft day, the movie. And I'm like, yeah. and I'm like, you know, I just think about it every year, and spe- especially this year, I'm like, you know, I just think back to to Kevin Costner, Sonny Weaver Jr., making that move to to go up to number one, and everybody thought he was yeah. going to take Bo Callahan, and and he ends up taking Bonte mm-hmm. Mack, and that's not going to be the case this year with since Baker Mayfield, no. such, <laughs> such a quality quarterback and huge. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure Progressive would would let him, you know, get away from Cleveland either because they got a good. Deal. Oh my god! Right. A, they got a sweet deal going with him with that with that stadium and progressive. Yeah. yeah, they really do. I mean, I know a lot of people talk bad about those commercials, but I for one really enjoy them. I think they're really funny. I do too. I mean, I think I think they're really funny as well. And and so what what do the Brown what do the Browns need uh in the draft and who who do you expect <laughs> them to take and and maybe some some free agency uh pickups that are out there as well, possibly. Um, if we get a couple more free agency signings on the defensive side, I say we go wide receiver real quick because they're this wide receiver class is so damn good. Like, how can you pass it up? I would love them to see wide receiver. I know like everybody's like, oh my God, we need defense. We need this. We need that. I'm like, yeah, but like how long can we keep Jarvis and OBJ? We need it like a number one receiver once we can't keep them anymore. So I would love to see them take a wide receiver. I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I mean, which I'd yeah. like to see. I mean, with the way the way offenses are now, I mean, you always got to have weapons. Yeah. What, what do you think about the prospects of of signing Jadevian Clowney for the defense? Add another pass rusher. Now he's been a would love. A, he's been a hot commodity lately. 
I think that'd be awesome. I would really enjoy that. That'd be really great for our team. I'm like, if we sign him and then we get just another like veteran guy on defense, I that's what I'm saying. Like wide receiver, go for it. I know in the past, he's like, I don't know if I really want to go to Cleveland. I don't know if this is right for me, but I think like after the past year, like you make the playoffs, you have a great coach, you have coach of the year. You see all the improvements. You see how the locker room is. You see everybody's wanting to go there. I think he wants to come now. That's just what I think. But like, if I was looking for a new place to play, I mean, Cleveland wouldn't be that bad. I know it gets a little cold, but suck it up for a ring. <laughs> well, I was just in Omaha over the weekend visiting a buddy that goes to Creighton mm-hmm. in law school, and I'm like, you know, I'm used to the southeast weather. I mean, I know it gets a little yeah. cold. It gets a little bit chilly down here in the winter, but and it, where are it, you at? Sorry, it, in South Carolina. Oh and, yeah, uh, nice. And um, it's, so me and another buddy went up there to Omaha over the weekend, and we—I mean, it wasn't even that cold. It was only like fifty-something degrees, but the wind was just blowing, and like, man, mm-hmm. it's cold. Like, <laughs> yeah, like two days ago, it was seventy degrees here, and then it snowed yesterday. So, <laughs> uh, what do you what do you think Makes. about what do you think about Baker Mayfield and and the the chances that the Browns have to go? possibly back to the playoffs this year. I would love that. He took a great leap throughout the season. Cause like at the beginning, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to like tell anybody that I'm didn't say this. Like at the beginning of the year, I'm like, dude, he might be a fraud. Like he might suck. And he gave me every reason to say that. And then he turned it around and that offense looked so good. So I'm really happy. If, you, if he can continue that into the next season, man, I don't see many teams stopping them. Yeah, I don't think so either. And and going to another team now, the Cavs hadn't had the, you know, I think they were in line with the playoffs at one point, but I know Kevin Love actually got in the game last <laughs> night. Yeah, and, uh, he was balling. <laughs> what What do you think about him? What do you think about Kevin Love? Is he Is he a guy that you can build around there? Um, I think our time with Kevin Love is almost over. I love Kevin Love. Like he's one of my favorite players. He's been our guy for so long. And I'm so thankful that he's been through this whole like championship 2016. All that stuff was great. But like, I think like he's good and we're paying him a lot of money, but we're paying him a lot of money to just not do a lot. He's done a lot for the city and stuff, but I don't, I don't even know if he wants to play basketball anymore. And if he doesn't like good for him, like he has so many other like outlets he can go for his career like he literally models now he has a model wife he is doing so many other things he's like a big advocate for mental health doing all these things and if if he doesn't want to be in the NBA that's cool if he does that's fine too but I think his time in Cleveland is like pretty close to being done but I'm thankful for all that he's done for us I went to the game last night so that was fun oh yeah but that, that, that was cool and I know you were in Miami last weekend, you had a chance to go watch the Heat too. What you what you think about that, that? I've never been to that. I've never been to that arena, and I just want to say that like the Cavs arena is the nicest NBA arena I've ever been in. And I know that's like weird because everyone's like, "Oh, it's Cleveland." No, like this place is so nice. I went to Miami. I'm like, this is like it looks like I'm in like a D two college basketball arena. I swear, <laughs> what the heck is this? But no, it was awesome. It was a great atmosphere. The fans there are nuts, and it was such a good time. And I love the Trailblazers, so that was really cool to watch Dame and great Browns fan, CJ McCollum. Nice. Watch Mello. That was cool, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge Dame Willard fan. Anytime I, can get to, anytime I get to watch him play, that's, that's, always yeah. cool for, that's always cool for me. I mean, you don't ever know. I mean, sometimes he might pull up from the logo. You never know. He could do anything. 
<laughs> well, we just had opening day in Major League Baseball yesterday. I know the, the Indians didn't get off to such a great start, but but there's still 161 games left, and they're plus 1,700 to win the American League, according to FanDuel. So are you, are you, buying, are you buying that? Would you, would you take the Indians to possibly make the playoffs and try to win the pennant? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Do I want them to? Well, yeah, duh. Do I think they're going to? Absolutely not. I don't think we can score more than two. Okay. Like me and my roommate, we were talking about this yesterday. I'm like, how many games do you think they're going to score more than five runs? And we're like, not very many. I don't see them putting up numbers. Our pitching really good. Can't hit a ball to save our life. So I don't know. I'm like, I'm a little nervous about it. I, like, I love watching them. I love going to the games, but I just don't think they're going to be it. We reached our peak and we let it go away real fast. Who do, who do you like to get to the World Series? And we're only one game in, and some teams haven't even played because of weather and, and one game because of COVID. But but who who do you like to, to possibly get to the World Series? Mm, I would love to see maybe like the Padres. They're so fun. They're such a young team. Everybody on there is so fun. I'd love to see them. Um, not the Yankees. Not No way, not the Yankees. Maybe the Braves, fun, young team too. I really like the White Sox too, even though they're in our division. But yeah, those are some of the teams that like I enjoy watching. Well, being a Sacramento, I'm a huge, huge Braves fan, so I'm, I'm, I'm hope- mm-hmm. We're just hoping, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, we got to Game Seven of the NLCS last year. Just, just hoping we can, you know, take that next step. But, but the the Padres, they added some really good pieces during the offseason, and they, you know, locked up Fernando Tatis for pretty much a lifetime, and they're only plus eight hundred to, to actually win the World Series. So, I mean, if I was, you know, if I'm placing money on it, I'd, I'd love to see the Padres yeah. there as well. I would love it. Um, yeah, because, like, again, that team is so good for baseball right now because the team is fun. It's exciting. It brings in a lot of young kids to watch it, too. And not many other teams do that. Not many other teams let you have, like, personalities or, like, show who you are, too. So I really I really enjoy what they're doing. That's one of the things I love about the Braves is watching just the culture yeah. they have now with, with Ronald Acuna. And, those, and, they, and they, <sighs> they seem – it seems like – in. You know, baseball is such a long season. I mean, it's 162 oh, games. Oh, so long. You get, you get in this rut where, you know, if, if your team doesn't have personality, if it doesn't. Just so it's, hard to watch. Yeah, it's not able to. And even, you know, if you're not able to have fun with each other, it just kind of makes it kind of kind of dull to go to the games and watch. I mean, it's fun to go and get a couple beers with your friends when the tickets are real cheap. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, like, they're expensive because you can only get, like, 30%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, switching to the Final Four this weekend. Mm-hmm. So we got the Battle of Texas with Houston and Baylor, and then we had the West Coast Battle with Gonzaga and UCLA. What are you looking for in those matchups? Who who do you like to advance on the national championship game and, and ultimately win it all on Monday night? I don't think Gonzaga is going to lose a game. I don't think they're going to lose a game this season. That'd be cool. I would really, that'd be really cool to see. Um, UCLA. Oh my God. I'm one, I was one of those people that like, cause I was so tired. I was like, I was traveling for work. I came back. I was put the Michigan UCLA game. I'm like, Michigan's going to win. I'm going to sleep. Woke up. I was like, what the heck? And then, yeah. So I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't see Baylor losing a game or Gonzaga. Sorry. I got carried away. I don't see Gonzaga losing a game. And I don't think Baylor is going to win their game. Is what I was trying to say. 
did he what do you what do you look at as far as you know you're you're big into Fando, you work for them but what it what do you look at um, as far as looking at a game and, and trying to decide where the money is best for that game? Do you look at the do you look at the spread? Do you look at the the money line or or, or the over? Uh, how how do you go about dissecting those kind of things? Well, I don't I don't bet on college basketball. I bet <laughs> on, I bet on NFL sometimes, and I'm pretty good at that. But college basketball too scary for me. I don't know what's going to happen. These people can't even make free throws sometimes. And the whole like tournament has been a mess. I'm sure a lot of people have lost a lot of money. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I know people that had you know like Illinois in the national me. championship game and and stuff like that. Was it, me? I did. I I'm right there with you. I did too. I had I had Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor, and Illinois in the final four, and then I had Gonzaga <laughs> and Illinois in the championship game with Gonzaga winning. So, I mean, in the second round, I mean, my bracket bracket was pretty much already shot. I had Ohio State in my final four. I need to stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) What is it about the Pac-12? I mean, here, you know, in the Southeast, I know we don't stay up late enough to watch those games, but, but. But everyone said that was the worst. That was the worst league in college basketball. They said that was the worst league in college basketball this year. Not very good. Stay away. Winning. They just keep winning. I'm like, what the heck? The Big Ten literally choked in every single game almost. <laughs> I was listen- Nightmare. I was listening to one guy on a show, and he was like, you know, I wouldn't expect the Big Ten to have a bunch of teams make it out of the first weekend. I'm like, man, I should have listened to that guy. Right? I don't listen. I'm just such a homer. I'm like, Midwest, let me just sign myself up for all these teams. Let me just think they're going to be good because I watch them because they're on the TV. There's just like in college basketball, it's just like so hard to bet on them because there's so many teams and you don't get to watch half these teams. You don't even get to watch like a fourth of them, to be honest, because there's so many games all the time. So many divisions, so many leagues, all these teams like Oral Roberts. What the heck is that? <laughs> yep. And I'm just I'm just sitting over here like, man, like it's getting too old for this. Like, it's time to go to bed. Like, all right. <laughs> But Gonzaga, I don't, I don't think anybody's beating Gonzaga. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe Baylor if they get there. But I, I'm like you. I mean, I'm kind of expecting Houston to win that one. Yeah, me too. I, that'd be cool to see. I would like to see them win. Whenever but, I, look, yeah. Whenever I look at that matchup, I always think about just being a Texas matchup. I always think about. College game day a few years ago when Frank Caliendo was on there making picks and, and I, I mm. think it was Baylor and Texas were playing and he was like he he was imitating George Bush and he was like well like, don't mess with Texas like, like, today Baylor's <laughs> going funny. to today Baylor's going to and they're going to win That's like, funny. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about that like but I'm tr- thinking the same thing with Houston like you know don't mess with Texas but mm. Houston's going to win that one. Like, yeah, no, yeah, I I feel that it gives me like vibes from when Aaron Kraft was still playing and they were playing. It was Ohio State playing against Dayton and Dayton beat them. Gives me that kind of vibe. What do you look at whenever whenever you bet NFL? What kind of what kind of things are you looking at? Um, I loved this is like bad and I shouldn't do this, but I love to take every single game each weekend and put like five dollars on it. And I do that every single week. And probably last week I won like six of the weeks. 
And that was awesome. Um, a lot of other, I don't bet on my teams, keep them out of it. And then NFL, mm, I don't know. NFL just seems so much easier than all the other sports because like, you know, who's good and you know, who's not. And it's not really that surprising. Like the Browns lost to the Jets. Like that's like a crazy one, but that doesn't happen every single week with like baseball that could happen every single day. NBA that also could happen every single day. You just don't know what you're going to get. So NFL, it's a lot more straightforward. And yeah, I just love to bet on the NFL because I feel like it's just, it's just so much easier. I like to do some daily fantasy too. That's where I win some money. What do you, what do you think about, or I know yesterday we had April fool's day and you know, the, uh-huh. new, the news dropped on us like that Roy Williams is retiring. I'm like, man, this has got to be an April fool's joke. Right. And then and it's not, <laughs> I'm like, well, what the hey, man? Are you, and then wait Chris, one more day, you know? Yeah. And then, and then Chris Beard decides to leave Texas Tech and go to Texas. Like, why can't, why can't you save this news for tomorrow? I mean, yeah, I don't, I'm just not a big like April Fool's fan. Like, I don't think it's funny when people like post all those things. I'm like, like people post like pregnancy, like fake pregnancies and they post all these pranks. I'm like, guys, it's like really not that funny. So maybe just don't do it. It seems like to me, like, April Fool's has kind of gotten outdated, like with social media, and there's so much information. Yeah. There's so much information out there, like all this stuff just isn't funny anymore, like it used to be when yeah. like, we were kids yeah. and stuff like that. Because there's a lot of things that are going on right now, and like the jokes, maybe jokes aren't the best time right now. I mean, some jokes are fun, but not like saying like some of the things that people were saying yesterday. I'm like, hey, like let's not and say that we did. Like I thought the Red Sox were joking about their game being canceled. That wasn't a joke either. I felt bad for their social team that had to post that. Yeah, I mean, I did too. What's the what's the funniest April Fool's joke that you've ever had? Like played on you or been a part of? Mm, played on me or been a part of? Oh, I I really haven't had many happen to me, which I'm thankful for because I would cry because I'm a little sensitive crybaby. But I saw one yesterday, which was kind of funny. Some guy posted on Twitter. He was a teacher and he has like a kindergarten class. And that he's like, my students told me that they made brownies for me. And he opened up the tin and they were like cut out like little construction paper brown, like the letter E. And he was like, man, I was actually looking forward to these things. That was pretty good. Uh, I remember I hadn't been a brilliant part of too many either. I always think about one and like fifth grade whenever we were going on a trip to, to Washington and we were trying really hard to like get a tour of the white house. Like we like, mm-hmm. had, we had like written letters to the, to representatives of, of South Carolina and all that, trying to get us mm-hmm. in. And, and then on April fool's day, our teacher was like, he's like, guess what? Like we got to, we got to prove for the white house and everybody starts celebrating and they're like April fools. Like, Oh, that's so mean. And I, <laughs> that's I mean, not nice. And it was, Honestly, I'm kind of glad, though, because in eighth grade, I had a chance to go back again, and we actually did get to go in the White House, and I'm like, you know, this is really, like, underwhelming, like, if you don't get Mm -hmm. to see, like, if you don't get to see all the cool stuff, all the cool stuff, like, here I am in eighth grade, and I'm like, man, this is just a bunch of rooms with some furniture and paintings on the wall. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I've watched enough, like, um, I don't know what the word is. I would just say Netflix shows centered around politics to see what the white house looks like. I think that's enough for me. 
Yeah, I'm like, man, I'm like, you know, because it's funny because I was thinking like, man, like this is going to be cool. Like, we might be get, mm-hmm. get to go and ride the Oval Office or something like that. Yeah. Like, around in there. like hey, yeah, no. Just... <laughs> yeah, that's like, funny. We're, we're just going to take you around a bunch of, to, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's it's really cool to for the history. Yeah, say like, hey, I've been here. I did this. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's it's a bummer whenever you get there and you're like, man, this isn't what I thought it would be. Yeah. So we had the news drop on us yesterday that Roy Williams is retiring and it was not an April Fool's joke. Who do you, who do you think would be a great replacement for him? And how hard is it going to be for whoever replaces, you know, it's hard to replace the guy. Like when coach K retires, I wouldn't want to be the new head coach at Duke, but what, what do you expect or who do you think would be a great fit to be the head coach at North Carolina? Oh my God. I have no idea. I have no idea who's even available, who would even be considered. Like I, like my college basketball knowledge is not up to par, but I have no idea. That's going to be like, if I got hired for that, I'd be like, Oh man, people are going to hate me. Like you make one wrong move and they're going to be booing you, (laughs) man. I don't know. That's a tough job though. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking about it yesterday. I know Roy Williams is like name, like, (laughs) Wes Miller, who's the head coach of UNCG, he's kind of named him as like his his heir and uh, either him or Hubert Davis as guys that he would like to see replace him. But, I mean, I'm like, yeah, I mean, those guys will be good, but, I mean, surely you can do better than that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's North Carolina. I mean, it's, it's a legacy. Like, yeah, who I mean, wouldn't want to coach there? Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a nationwide search. Like, I mean, I'd call, like, I don't know if anybody from the NBA would want to come back to college, especially mm-hmm. with the transfer portal being the way it is, and and the, all this yeah. and I, all this name, image, and likeness stuff that's about to about to come out. But you know, looking at like Nate Oates from Alabama, or you got to call like I don't think you got to call like Mark Few at Gonzaga or somebody mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, because it'd be an increase in the pay for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, like who? I understand, like, you may not want to come follow Roy Williams, but, I mean, who who wouldn't want that North Carolina job? Yeah, because that's, like, one of the ultimate basketball locations. Yeah, I mean, especially when you got – I don't know, how big would you – how big would do you think that, you know, Michael Jordan's obviously huge. How mm-hmm. – he's, he's a North Carolina grad. Do you – would you expect him to kind of play a role in the search at all? Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I know he has, he, he has a lot going on right now, you know, with whatever, what, what are they called? The Hornets. <laughs> he has a lot going on right now with that, but like, maybe he would, but I don't know how much he's involved already with the team to begin with. That'd be cool if he did. I mean, he has all kinds of ties to anything and everyone. I wish he would be less – honestly, I wish he would be less involved with the Hornets because, I mean, up till this year when we drafted LaMelo Ball, the Hornets draft picks hadn't been that good. Like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, man, MJ, he just needs to, to focus on being the, the team owner and let Mitch Kupchak do his yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they look pretty good now. I feel bad, though, because his wrist and, you know. Who who do you like going back to the what we were talking about earlier with the NFL draft? It's the last thing I got for you because I know you you got to go catch your plane. But who would you who do you like behind 
Trevor Lawrence. Are you are you a Justin Fields person yep. or a, a Trey Lance or Zach Wilson? I'm a Justin Fields guy, such a homer. But like, I just want to see an Ohio State quarterback do well one time. Come on, like I would love to see Justin Fields ball out. Who 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 do you think that? Because I mean, to me, I don't know about you, but to me, this feels like the most anticipated NFL draft that we've had in a long time. Because there's so oh, many, yeah. there's so many questions. Like with the the Jets, are they gonna keep Sam Darnold? Are they gonna try to get rid of him and draft a quarterback? Like, and to me, a lot of these deals and, and picks are gonna be decided like with like five minutes left on the clock. Yep. Like, it's, I'm so excited for it. Uh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. Like this, this list like really unpredictable to be honest. I mean, like we know Trevor Lawrence, he's going to be number one as he should be, but like the rest, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait to see what all the other teams do. Like the past couple of years, you're like, you know, what's going to happen. You like, we get, we get it. We know what's going to happen. Maybe not like the Packers drafting a quarterback or like the Eagles drafting a quarterback. Like, did we know that was going to happen? No, but like, this is going to be way more exciting than that. Yeah. I mean, and, <laughs> Who who do you like? I know you you like the Browns' idea drafting a wide receiver and and Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. They're you know, unless you All trade really up, good. You know, unless you trade up to get those guys, they're probably not going to be on the board still. Mm-hmm. But but who are some of those other wide receivers that you'd be interested in for Cleveland? No, that's my list. <laughs> that's my list. <laughs> Chris about- Lave next year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, he he's he's gonna be good now. Yeah. Like, I was thinking, whenever I had Corey Seeley on earlier this week, we did a, a mock draft, and and I took I took a pass rusher for the Browns because I didn't know what it makes gonna, sense what was going to happen with the with the, all the clowny stuff, and I mm-hmm. drafted Gregory Rousseau out of Miami, but he's been talked about a lot. And then, but when I think about wide receivers, I think about some guys that could be there at like Elijah Moore from Ole Miss or Rashad Bateman mm-hmm. from Minnesota. Like, those would definitely fit, fit fit a great need for Baker Mayfield too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I said, like this is, Browns fans don't want to believe it, but like we're gonna need one. We're gonna we're gonna need one. Like I'm sorry, like we're not gonna keep. We can't keep both of our elite wide receivers. And the other two wide receivers that we have are good, but they are not a number one. And I don't think they get that, but just facts. <laughs> well, so much going on in the sports world, and we're just going to be excited for a great weekend of sports and an Easter weekend as well. So, so, so much going on. And, and Gavin, I know you got to run and, and catch your flight, but real quick, tell everybody where they can find you on social media and, and what you got. Uh, fan duel with your TikTok videos and all that. <laughs> okay, you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Gab Gowdy. It's G A B B G O U D Y. And then follow Fan Duel on TikTok because I post all kinds of funny videos on there too. Hey, follow Gab. She's she's an incredible follow on social media. She's all always on it and, and interacting with people. So make sure to give her a follow and And thanks so much to her for coming on today. And thank you so much for listening to Crunch Time Plays today. Make sure you subscribe to the the YouTube channel and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And this has been another edition of Crunch Time Plays. God bless everybody.